0: Hello, this is Orlando Mayor, Buddy Dyer. Welcome home. So we're into tower. We are ready for takeoff. Por
1: favor, manténganse alejado de las puertas.
0: Hey, it's Amy from DVC Clubhouse.
2: Hey, clubbers, it's Scott from DVC Clubhouse.
0: Hey, it's Kathleen from DVC Clubhouse.
2: Welcome aboard. It's Phil, and
3: you're listening to Debrief by DVC Clubhouse.
0: Hi, everyone. Welcome to Debrief, brought to you by DVC Clubhouse. This is Amy. Welcome to the very first episode of our new podcast, I'm here with Phil, Scott, and Kathleen, and we are so excited to kind of connect in a new way, doing things um through podcasts in addition to our videos, our Facebook content, and just to really have fun in a much more casual way, um, talk about what we love, what we don't love. This podcast is really going to be about having fun with one another and having fun with you guys. So, we cannot wait to share all of our, our ideas, our differences of opinions, and just get into having a great time together. So why don't I let my co-host say hello to you. Phil, do you want to say hi to everyone?
3: Absolutely. Welcome aboard, everybody. As Amy said, this um This is kind of our opportunity, like, what the world really needed was another Disney podcast, but uh, even if we only get, like, eight listeners that just want to sit here and listen to Scott and I trash Crocs and Scott trash Old Key West and the usual shenanigans that happen, it's more of an excuse for us to get together, you know, maybe once a week, have some fun, talk some crap, and talk disney i mean where else can a 44 year old man sit down with a bunch of friends on a sunday morning and talk about main street usa and not be made fun of well probably still be made fun of right scott you're really 49 i don't look a day over 52 <laughs> unlike amy with her glowing skin
0: <laughs> oh thank you it's the magic it's the disney magic keeping me young
3: it's the pixie dust did you take some home
0: yes you don't want to know what i do with it <laughs>
3: all right that's our great segue into scott i don't think we need to follow that one up
2: hey clovers hey everybody everybody knows me from i guess uh what stds i don't know if that's the most uh you know favorable thing to be known for
3: are not gonna know what to do with that
2: yeah so but yeah we're just i'm excited to be a part of this and like phil said trash old key west and just see what kind of shenanigans we can all get into Kathleen jumped right in And
3: there, you brought your
0: she? wife along with you.
2: <laughs> she's here. She's she's here. But...
1: I'm, <laughs> I'm here. Hey, guys. Um, I'm just excited to be here with, with all of you talking about the one thing we all have in common, which is Disney.
3: So, Amy, why don't you jump in? I mean, for those who don't know us, who haven't followed our shenanigans on social media, YouTube, over the last, I guess, couple of years here, uh, maybe introduce ourselves a little bit. What's your story?
0: Yeah, so I am a twenty plus year I guess I became a DVC member in two thousand two. So it's been a little over twenty-one years since I became an owner at Beach Club. Um I also have a, a small contract at Copper Creek that I added last year. I joined DVC shortly after I got married and I bought my second contract shortly after I got divorced. So You know, I like to mark the big occasions in my life with a DVC contract. So we'll see what big thing happens next in my life and and where I end up. So um, but I've connected with so many DVC people over the past several years, especially since 2020, when there was no way to go to Disney, um, you know, or limited limited means to go to Disney because of, you know, that little thing. Called a pandemic that kind of put a wrench in everybody's plans for, you know, about a year and a half, and social media really gave an outlet to be able to connect with people and talk about Disney when we were all kind of missing it. And so I've made some surprisingly, you know, after all of these years of being a DVC member, I made I've made real real friendships with people that I you know that have become a part of my life, um, and started DVC Clubhouse last year, about a year ago, as a way to kind of like centralize all of those friendships so that we could all kind of talk together. And, you know, we've been able to have fun with the the Facebook group. We've grown to, I think we're close to 500 members now. We started with less than a hundred. So it's been fun to watch people kind of witness our antics and want to be a part of of the nonsense and the shenanigans and you know like scott's stds we're all we're all recipients of his SDT, stds and for anyone who does not know what that is we should probably get is, them up
3: to speed shouldn't we
0: yeah that's no. for for scott's tips for dining so scott do you want to talk a little bit about your uh just the origins of your your uh your stds
2: so Scott's Tips for Dining actually started at Ale and & Compass, and it was shortly after DVC Clubhouse came into existence, I believe. I jokingly thought that it needed uh, new traditions, uh, something that you know would be like on a routine basis that we could all look forward to in the clubhouse. And I just wanted to give some general tips on dining throughout the Walt Disney World. And it just happened to, to work out that, you know, the initials of it were STD. Probably not the uh, the most, uh, the, you know like I said, most favorable name for something. But we were at Ale and Compass. I think we did a uh, couple of pictures. A couple of, uh, you know, like just quick reviews of the food there. And we just kind of went with it from there. Everybody kind of laughed about it. And we've done a couple of videos since then. We've done a couple more Facebook posts since then. And we've just had some fun with it we like to go to the different restaurants on property whether it's quick service table service whatever it is and we love it and and the catchphrase has been the magic is contagious so well, it's just something that, that I we look forward it,
0: to the thing that i love about it is that everybody in the facebook group has embraced it and loves it but you know we put out You know, your reviews are not just on the Facebook group. they are actual videos on YouTube. And I always laugh to myself to think about the people who stumble upon our videos, who are not aware of the Facebook group, who might just hit play on a video because they just want to know if they're going to enjoy dinner at Trattoria. And you open up with welcome to STDs. And I and I always wonder, I wonder what they think about hearing about STDs when they are, are going to be dining. But I think that's why our numbers have grown from less than 100 to 500, because the magic is contagious.
2: It's just fun. And, I mean, it's just a, a you know, it, it's a unique way for us to... One of the questions we always had was, you know, what restaurants do we want to go to when we come down on a Disney vacation? Are we going to love it? Or are we going to hate it? And, you know, being down here, it's just a nice way to kind of share that with people and it's they're short videos they're nothing long it's just you know maybe 10 20 minutes long but we're let's grateful to the point talks
3: so much during those videos
2: she loves it that's her absolute favorite thing in the world to do <laughs> there's probably there's probably more outtakes than there are actual videos but uh yeah we just enjoy it we love going place to place and that's our thing now
0: well one day you're gonna to have to send us all the outtakes so that we can share that with this I, podcast I, community and with the facebook group
2: some of them are probably not appropriate for <laughs> the <laughs> yeah. group but um uh, well, yeah there's a
0: dbc clubhouse after dark
2: after dark session of stds i guess it would be but yeah we've we've had some fun doing those you might lose your family-friendly rating on YouTube if we go down that that deep dark <laughs> rabbit hole. Definitely, especially the one at Old Key West.
1: Yes. Oh, we know, know you love oh, Old gosh. Key
2: West, though. Just not I my job. I don't know. It's just not I my wish thing. We
1: could share that that uh, video.
2: <laughs> I wish we I couldn't. Even seen that one internally. It was floating yeah. around. I think there was like a small group of people that did see that, but.
3: Oh, I think oh. I
0: think I might have seen a little bit of it.
3: You did. Did you hear that? I mean, there was a small, select group of favored people that saw that. It wasn't you two, but there are some other people that are much cooler than you that had access. <laughs> Don't
2: to blame it. me. It wasn't me that sent it out. I believe it was Miss Kathleen that was sending that video out to everybody.
1: I'll, I'll send it to you, Phil.
2: Quiet but stealthy. There's Kathleen in a nutshell. There she is. <laughs> when did you guys
0: just move smiling to Florida? <laughs>
2: what has it been now? Two years. We just talked about that the other day. It's been.
0: It'll be
1: 2 years this April,
0: this coming April.
2: That's right. Yep.
0: Well, thank goodness you went down there because otherwise the world would be missing all of that contagious magic that you spread.
3: Right, we wouldn't have nearly <laughs> as many STDs coming straight from the state of Florida. So thank you for that, Scott.
0: <laughs> Which I is saying a I lot. Can.
2: Trying to make the world a better place.
0: <laughs> so, Kathleen, you are a, I, I love because, you know, we all joke and, and, and again, for, for people who are, who might be tuning in without having been a part of the, the Facebook group, something that you may not be aware of is that Scott really, really does not enjoy Old Key West. Although I did invite Kathleen and Scott to stay with me in, in my room recently, um, cause we had a late. A late dinner reservation, rather than than them driving home and coming all the way back. I I invited them to stay, and uh, Kathleen took a video of me <laughs> opening the drapes, like those Roman blinds, um, which was hilarious. And that was content that's on the uh, the cl- on the, the clubhouse Facebook group. So if you don't belong, you should head over there so that you can check that out. But you know, I, I it's just Kathleen, you're such a good sport with all of you know scott's rantings and ravings about old key west and uh how much he loves grand floridian but i know that you also love grand floridian and you love boardwalk so let's get a little bit into the things that we love we know that scott hates old key west and loves grand floridian so kathleen why don't we talk a little bit about what you love
1: well i think my first love um when it came to disney dvc was boardwalk um i at the time, you know, when I first, first let me back up a little bit, I'm a, like a Disney adult. I didn't start going to Disney until I was an adult, but Scott has always loved the Grand Floridian. I always thought it was a little bit stuffy, but the more I went to the Grand Floridian, the more I spent time there. I've just become to love it just as much as he does. Some days a little bit more than Boardwalk, Mm-hmm. but um. It's definitely not stuffy. I don't feel stuffy in there. I don't I think it was just my perception of Grand Floridian before you know just it was like for rich or, or whatnot but it's definitely not like that um I, I I really I can't pick anymore I cannot pick between them. I really can't. I love them both for different reasons. It's so hard for me to pick between Grand Floridian and boardwalk. Wow. So, I think that
0: Phil and I have an opinion about (laughs)
3: that. There's probably some opinions over on this side of the screen.
0: (laughs) I mean, I like
1: Grand Floridian because it's just so Victorian and pretty. Um, There's so many food options there. The monorail's there. um, Seven Seas is there. I mean, just everything about it. I love the pools there. But then there's Boardwalk where it's... You know, you have the boardwalk, you have Crescent Lake, you can walk to Epcot, which is my favorite park. I do like the rooms better at Grand Floridian than I do the boardwalk. Maybe that will change once the rooms get refurbed. I don't know. It's just it just depends on the mood that I'm in of where I want to be more.
0: You know, I think that that's a great idea for our next episode to talk about Seven Seas Lagoon versus Crescent Lake. Because I think that there's a a lot of Disney kind of traditionalists who really think that the Disney experience revolves around Seven Seas Lagoon. But there are a lot of people, even people who have been going there for a long time, who really feel like the Boardwalk area and Crescent Lake is very central to their Disney experience. So I think we should explore that in the next episode. What, what do you guys think? Definitely. I
3: will spend Definitely. the entire time with that fence post squarely up my hind end because I, I could make the argument either direction. I love them both so equally.
0: I think I can uh, – I, I, I know where I where, where I sit on oh, that issue. Oh, we all know so. where you sit on this
3: one. <laughs> there, there's no doubt from anybody who knows you what your opinion is on this. <laughs> I mean, I guess that that's as good an entree as any. Um, you know, talk about kind of our story. I grew up – going to disney once a year our grandparents had timeshare down in florida not at disney so as part of that yearly vacation with the grandparents we'd go and we were able to pick one park so it was always at the time you only had the two magic kingdom and epcot so all of my memories revolve around those two parks and those one day trips and on our first trip with our family in 2006 the first real family trip with all four of us. Uh, We went with my son before that and stayed off property, but we stayed at Yacht Club. So It's funny how those nostalgic memories always come back to that one place where you first started forming them. So Yacht Club will always have a place in our heart. I joke that if they turned Yacht Club into DVC, I think Lauren and I would be in a fist fight to see who would be first in line to get points at Yacht Club. I just love it. Uh, Scott's pointing himself, too. Okay, you and I could take on Lauren, I think. So between the two of us, I think we've got a good shot. Mm -hmm. Uh, She's pretty
0: fast. Yeah, she is. She's she's
3: tough. (laughs) Um, You know, so, and we love Boardwalk. Um, We like Beach Club. I'm just waiting to see Amy's face here when I say that, but we love Yacht Club and we love Boardwalk. But our home resort with both our contracts is also the Polynesian. And if the poly had one bedrooms fingers crossed for that new tower i'm not sure that we would leave seven seas lagoon just because we love the feel of the poly so much we love wilderness lodge we like bay lake uh, we have not actually yet stayed at grand floridian and only because the dates and availability have not matched up uh we will try it at some point but we went
0: you need to uh, get a guy I, I i've got a guy you I got a guy my, uh... I got a guy that I do a a beach club Grand Floridian swap with because they're both hard to to get.
3: So I've got a gal who gets a poly for boardwalk swap on a regular basis. That's how we're able to score those 11 month points at either resort because we they they're a married couple with no kids. So they love the studio and poly and with their points and because the trade value is so great for point for point if you can get into those standard views at boardwalk they're they're cheap compared to staying at poly so it works out great for us so we had gone once in 16 i think we went twice in 17 and i think at the end of 17 i started looking at dvc and i had gone back and forth and i have spreadsheets and formulas and everything under the sun and we finally bought our first contract at polynesian And at the time, it was a toss-up between Polly and Copper Creek, and I've since questioned that decision from this point on because of the lack of one-bedroom. And like everything else, we bought that first contract direct and then decided we needed more points. So we ended up with another contract, and we go back at least once to twice a year with the kids. They're still small enough. This might be the last year we can do that. But we bought more points with the idea being as they got older, we'd have enough to get into those one-bedrooms. So... Uh, Much to Scott's consternation, our last, uh, aside from Grand Californian, our last trip is at Old Key West, and our next three are at Old Key West. And I joke that um, I like to pick on Scott and his hate for Old Key West, but we're doing it against my better judgment. I'm already sick of Old Key West, and we haven't done any one of the three stays. So I told him after this one's done, it is back to Crescent Lake or Seven Seas Lagoon because I am Old Key Wested out. You have your next three stays at Old Key West? Is that what you said? So we've got uh, Em and I are going down for the wine and dine run, and I needed a way to stretch some points because I needed to carry some into next year for what I want to do. So the Old Key West studio is just cheap as can be, and it's only the two of us. We've got access to Disney Springs. And we gave the kids the choice on our typical December trip. I there was a bunch of availability. I had Bay Lake Tower, I had Copper Creek, Boulder Ridge was available. And the kids wanted to go back to Old Key West. So what do you do with the kids? You just let them have it their way. And then it turned out my daughter's going down to uh, a gymnastics competition at Wide World of Sports in January. And my in-laws are coming, so we needed a two-bedroom. And, of course, the cheapest option point-wise for a two-bedroom was Old Key West. So we ended up there again. So in the course of, like, seven weeks, I'm going to see a studio, a one-bedroom, and a two-bedroom at Old Key West. And then as much as I like the way that resort feels, if I don't have to see it again for another few
2: years, I will be perfectly fine with that. I keep hearing that if I I see a two bedroom, I'm gonna change my opinion on Old Key West because I've only seen it. Well, a studio, I think, is all I've ever seen.
1: No, you saw a one bedroom with Emily and Doug.
2: Oh, that was a one bedroom. Okay, Mm -hmm. but I heard that the two bedrooms are amazing. Yeah, I want Uh, to see at least a two bedroom. I'll
3: give you the dates.
2: Okay.
0: I mean, I kind of feel like with because I have a lot to say right now, but I'm gonna you know not say it all because this is not an Old Key West episode, but. I just feel like we need one. But add that to the schedule, Phil. Done. Episode That's number okay. three. After we talk about uh, Crescent Lake and Seven Seas Lagoon, I think we need to talk <clears throat> about Old Key West. Well, especially I think since we... you're going to have a lot to say having stayed stayed there or stays coming up.
1: I think we have to talk. Have an episode about Riviera as well, only because <laughs> Phil had well, only because Phil had mentioned how I just know, died a little up... inside staying at at yacht club it's just you know memories well my first ever disney stay was at riviera and it was i have no attachment to riviera and it was my first ever stay
3: after well, we changed my first ever stay got... was at a deluxe with yacht club and you were at a mod adjacent so i'll leave it at that
0: <laughs> well i mean i can i can relate a little bit <laughs> because my first stay ever in disney when i was 14 years old was at the Contemporary and that was the trip that I fell in love with the beach club and I have no, I mean, I'll stay at the, the Contemporary if it's available, but it is the dead last in terms of where I will, you know, if there's availability, it's the last resort that I will pick at, at seven months if I'm not staying at, you know, if I don't already have something booked at at my, uh, my home resort. Because I the first time I went to Disney World was when I was a freshman in high school and my friend invited me to go with her family. I had never been to Disney before. She was the youngest of four kids, the only girl and all of her her brothers were much older. And so her parents were bringing her to Disney for spring break and they, they were a Disney family. Um, they also are DVC members they own at Bay Lake um, cause they love the contemporary. So that is where we stayed. And at that time it was 1991. And so beach club and yacht club had just opened, I think maybe like four or five months before that. And so everything was shiny new, the boardwalk didn't exist. And she and I just, it, it you know, just like fun fact, I had mono, um, like leading up to that trip. And so I was in my house for like three weeks recovering from mono. And the first thing I did when I felt better was go to Disney world with my, with my best friend. And we had so much fun and we just explored. I don't think we ever set foot on a bus. Like my first trip to Disney, I never set foot on a Disney bus because we were staying at, um, the contemporary and animal kingdom didn't exist at that time. So even to get to Hollywood studios, rather than taking a bus, we would take the monorail to Epcot, walk through Epcot and then take the boat from um, international gateway to Hollywood studios, because we were young and had all the time in the world and all of the energy in the world. And so we popped into beach club and I just absolutely fell in love. And I think part of it, you know, a lot of people feel like if if a resort resembles where they're from, it falls down on their list because they feel like, why would they stay someplace that they could go if it's, you know, in, in their home state? For me, I think because I am from New Jersey, Beach Club slash Yacht Club at the time kind of captured for me that nostalgia like that new jersey new england nostalgic period of time kind of like a throwback to the the turn of the century and just kind of like a very upscale feel like it felt very fancy to me as a 14 year old like the shiny wood floors and um, chandeliers and and just the way that it smelled and it just it just and the service at that time i mean i think disney service is you know legendary And I think that, you know, something that you've heard in recent years is that they don't feel like the quality of service is what it used to be. But in their early 90s, the Disney hospitality was like at its height. And so I just remember walking into the beach club and feeling important because Disney cast members and probably there was probably a high level of enthusiasm amongst beach club cast members at that time because it was a new resort. So they were probably all excited. Was they the loved. tram
3: still running at the time, the original tram that had the big loop? It was
0: running, yeah. It's so cool. And we actually, went, we actually took the tram from International Gateway one day over to the Swan and Dolphin and had um, dinner there. Yeah, it was really cool. And I love there's a, you know, I've, I've referenced, anybody who's in the Facebook group knows I've referenced, I think I even shared it in the group. There's a video on YouTube of the tram running from Epcot to the Swan and Dolphin on the, what, like where the boardwalk is, but there was no hotel. So it was kind of like a boardwalk, but no buildings. That's the route it took. And it was, and you know, at, I I hear people's complaints. I understand how annoying it is at Stormalong Bay to have to cross over that walkway to get to the water slide. But I think that people kind of forget that when it was built, the only thing that was really over there was the the beach club and the yacht club and anybody going to the Swan and Dolphin, they weren't really walking that way. They were taking that tram over. And so you didn't have as much foot traffic. It didn't feel as busy. It didn't feel like it was so weird that you needed to cross that because that wasn't like a main thoroughfare so uh, that whole area has just undergone
3: multiple fundamental changes over the years from you know the growth of boardwalk and everything it drew in up to the skyliner coming in and just what it started as versus what it's become it's become a secondary seven seas lagoon like they have done a really good job of taking that whole focus that you have in front of magic kingdom transferring that over to epcot and driving traffic and excitement and really cool things to do over in that direction i mean i say i i to hate the Skyliner so badly when it came in. We fell in love. We were going to buy Beach Club when we were looking at DVC, and as soon as they announced the Skyliner, we backed off. So I, it turns out I love the Skyliner. I think it brings a great kinetic feel to the resort. I think it's a cool way to get around. But the one thing we lost for those who stayed at Beach Club and Yacht Club and Swan and Dolphin and Boardwalk prior to the Skyliner, who remembers lining up for Rope Drop at International Gateway? It was like you and 15 of your closest friends. It was a really cool, quiet way to get in there. So when you look back at the different evolutions and iterations of International Gateway in that whole area, it's grown from this... this cool little side resort that was just tucked to the back of Epcot to this monster people driver and energy and options and dining. It's a whole different world than what you're describing, especially all the way back there.
0: Yeah. Kathleen doesn't really love the the Skyliner. I don't
1: hate the Skyliner. I I don't like it at night. I will ride it during the day. Um, I don't like to ride it at night. I, I feel like there should be some type of light in those things. It's like completely pitch black, like I don't know. I just I'm not afraid of heights by any means. like I'll go on big roller coasters, no problem. But the thought of just hanging there when they stop momentarily, I just I don't like that. It just I have I don't know, it just feels weird to me.
3: And it's funny, I think one of my coolest rides ever in the Skyliner, Emily and I were down there. I don't know, for some little trip. And we were at Hollywood Studios and we caught the Skyliner and watched the entirety of the Epcot fireworks show from the Skyliner coming back over to, I think we're staying at Yacht Club. And that was just a cool trip to see it all in the sky as you were precariously dangling there, as you would describe (laughs) it.
1: Yeah, I I mean, I'll ride it during the day, no problem. But at night, no, just a a little too freaky for me.
3: I'm with you. Well, you have to. You have to hold her hand, otherwise she gets scared.
2: No, I think she's saying all that mainly because of me. I think that's how I—I kind of convinced her not to do it at night because that's how I felt. I think we did do it one time at night, and yeah, it was me that was freaking excited. out. I mean, they don't tell you why you're stopped. You just hang there for 20 minutes or whatever it might be. And, you know, the random lady sitting across from you was like, Oh, I've heard this thing has crashed about three or four different times. I don't know what's going on right now. And, you know, that's not what I want to hear as I'm already having anxiety.
1: The one time we were we were stuck and there I think there was a little kid in there and they're like, what if this would just fall down? <laughs> or, he said something along those lines. And I look at Scott and he's like white as a ghost. Sweating.
2: <laughs> dripping with sweat, not from the Florida heat, but from my anxiety, you know?
0: <laughs> Yeah, the last time I was there, we stopped for a while and I was in. A car that had no, like the speaker was not working at all. So we didn't even get the, like the little bells chiming to say that we're like pulling into the you know Caribbean Beach Station. It was just dead silent. It was a really hot day. There was no breeze, and we were just sitting in this glass box in the sky, baking in the heat, with no, with with no music, nothing. It was just us. And the Florida sun baking in, like, a, a basically, like, a, a greenhouse.
2: You know, we had thought about from the sky. buying. We were going to buy at Riviera. And I think that was the reason why we didn't, it was just because of the, the skyline. Because if, you know, that is your only option to go to Hollywood Studios or Epcot, really, they don't have a bus. And I just, you know, I thought to myself, well, if I'm at Epcot until... Nine o'clock at night, I'm gonna have to take this thing back to Riviera every night, and that was like the deciding factor for us because we just weren't comfortable riding the Skyliner. It's funny that because my only... only two reasons that
3: I would possibly look at Riviera are the sight lines and the access to the Skyliner, and I think they sell that. I mean that that really is their claim to fame is hey we've got the Skyliner to take you everywhere, but if you're not big on the Skyliner, you are out.
1: I don't think that was the only reason. Uh... But it was part of the reason. I like I said, I don't mind the Skyliner during the day. I have no problem with it. But it's definitely, um, it definitely was not the only reason why we did not buy into Riviera.
3: <laughs> we will save that for the Riviera episode. This sounds like there's a lot mm-hmm. of backstory there.
0: Yeah. <laughs> so Scott, what about you and your uh, your Disney story?
2: I think I'm pretty much the same as Kathleen when it comes to being a Disney adult. I think I the first time I went, I think was 2014. And I stayed at Port Orleans Riverside Actually, I have my shirt on That's my Riverside shirt that I have on today So I'm kind of, uh, you know, if they ever did sell points at Riverside I would definitely buy points there Um, But I went like two or three times And every single time I stayed at Riverside And I did no research on Disney at all I just was kind of like, I'm just going to go, I'm going to wing it I'm gonna see what this is all about i don't know what the restaurants are i didn't do anything with the dining plan fast passes were a complete mystery to me at the time but i fell in love with you know just being there the atmosphere and i still love riverside i could do a whole episode about riverside and why i think it should be dvc you guys were talking about the uh the boardwalk and how that area has grown i think my first three trips to disney I didn't even know that area was there I would walk around uh, Epcot and just completely bypass the International Gateway area not even realizing that that whole entire area was back there full of uh, you know the boardwalk and, and Beach Club and all of those resorts back there but now I mean that's where we own that's where our direct contract is at because we just fell in love with the boardwalk and the feel of everything back there but when did we buy in? We bought in 2020,
1: right before COVID. Right before COVID.
2: Right before COVID. So, so I think it your was direct contract
3: because you mentioned Beach Club and Boardwalk.
2: Boardwalk is where it's we Boardwalk. are. Yeah, but we bought into there right before COVID. Um, we had planned a trip to. I want to say it started off at Caribbean Beach. Um, this was gonna be like the first time that we all went together with Lily. And then we kind of changed it to the Polynesian because I had never stayed at the Polynesian before. It was like a bucket list thing. And then somehow, I don't know, I'm going to let Kathleen jump in on this. How did we hear about DVC?
1: Um, I really...
2: (laughs) She can't remember either.
1: No, I I know we we ended up talking... When we had um, changed resorts from Caribbean Beach to Polynesian, we ended up talking to somebody on the phone at Disney, and she had mentioned DVC. She got us in touch with a DVC rep, Kathy was her name, and we just went from there. I mean, it, it just snowballed from there. Basically, it,
2: it was like the money for the, the stay at the Poly. Was they, the, they were basically right. saying, you might as well just look into this DVC thing because you're going to spend the same amount of money to buy into this. And if you know this is something that you want to do year after year, it's a good investment. So I think this lady called us, and so we went from Caribbean Beach to Pauly. We changed it to Boardwalk. And then somehow, some way, I think in July of 2020, that was your first day, Kathleen. We, We ended up just coming down to Riviera for a couple of days. And the yeah, only th- thing that was open was what uh, Magic Kingdom and Epcot were the only two parks that had reopened at the time.
1: Yeah, I think Riviera wasn't planned that trip. I think it was just availability at the time. And we had a couple days off work. So we came down uh, real quick. When we first bought into DVC, she was really pushing Riviera. Like she did not want to sell us any points anywhere but Riviera. I mean, it. she was pushing it pretty hard. And uh, we did some research and we uh, went with the boardwalk.
3: You know, it's funny you say that because when we were looking for another contract for Polly, I had the, my original guide had left and she was awesome. They assigned me to a new guide whose name I won't mention. And I reached out to him and said, We want another contract at Polly. And when I say he refused to sell me a contract at Polly, he refused to sell me a contract at Polly. He would only sell me Riviera. Uh, would not say, hey, I don't have points. Hey, this is a better deal. And I was very clear with him. I don't like Riviera. I don't like the resale restrictions. I want to add onto my poly contract. And he would not sell me one. So I not only went and found another guide, I bought on the resale market. And I was I was at the point where I was happy to add into the same contract with more points and give them the extra money just to keep it easy. He would not sell me poly points. It was an extremely difficult disappointing conversations. so it's kind of crazy you guys had the same experience where they yeah. were really hard selling
2: Riviera at the time it must have been like an incentive or like a kickback or something for the for the the reps I don't know what it was but yeah she was you know we as many times as we talked about boardwalk and the reasons why we wanted to buy there she kind of would shoot that down and say well you know this is what the Riviera has this is why you should buy here but we just weren't sold on it so Our heart was at the boardwalk.
3: Yeah, my guy bordered on rude. It was, I was rid of him very quickly. It's Like, I'm trying to give you money. I will write you a check. Take my money. Nope, can't do it. Sorry. Yeah.
0: You know, I think it's such an interesting phenomenon with Riviera because DVC by and large since its inception has been a product that has sold itself. You know, people go, they have a great experience and they they want to replicate that experience year after year. And I think that these DVC guides with Riviera were up against something that they had never experienced before in terms of the pushback on, on that resort because of, I think, you know, the resale, um, you know, definitely the resale restrictions, the points charts. I think any existing DVC members who, you know, somebody like me who bought in at $75 a point with these point charts that are now kind of considered like the low, the low end of the points charts. I mean, you know, I bought beach club and even at that time I thought beach club was high. I was, I always, even though I owned a beach club, I have stayed the most at boardwalk because I always went for those standard view studios at seven months, which at that time I was able to get. And because I, I learned earlier on or early on in my DVC life that I am a points miser. And so those boardwalk standard view studios were like a no brainer for me because I was still on Crescent Lake, but I was able to extend my stay. I
3: did like um, nine or 10 points then, a night. It's ridiculously low sometimes. It is, mm-hmm. it,
0: it's amazing. Right. And then, you know, then you look at the Riviera's points charts and I, I, as a beach club owner who's literally has Epcot in the backyard of the resort, why would I pay so much more in points to stay at Riviera when I own a beach club, which is right there and has so and has two theme parks and walking distance or a boat? Um, I can walk through Epcot to get to you know at, at that time, you know before COVID walk through epcot and and now again coming in in what is it january january be able 9th to walk.
3: Yeah, you, you've got to t- you've got to touch in at the, the touch points and then you can park hop anywhere you still have to hit your initial park but then you can move around yeah
0: so be even being able to just walk through epcot to hop on the monorail and get to magic kingdom i mean just by walking out of the door i i, I you know i love like one it's kind of to your point phil earlier about how it has changed the area i used to leave epcot And it would be kind of like a quiet stroll back to Beach Club at the end of the night with just, you know, the the guests who are staying in those areas. But now you go and you have a Skyliner line that extends all the way down to Yacht Club. I mean, uh, there's people everywhere. But but anyway, you know, it just I could not wrap my head around why they valued the Riviera's points charts as high as they did when you're clearly do not have the amenities or the accessibility to parks and dining that you have at Boardwalk and Beach Club. Like it just, it it just made no sense. So I think that those DVC guides were up against something that they must have known, you know, they were, they were trying to, because I didn't get a call from a DVC guide when Riviera opened offering me incentives, because I think that they were hoping that the newbies that would come in would fall in love with it and, and they'd buy it. But, you know, when you have people who do research, you could stay at Crescent Link or you could stay at um, Wilderness Lodge and have close proximity to a theme park for a much lower points value.
2: I will say that I like the Tower Studios at Riviera, though, for the points. And that's only if you, you know, I know that doesn't work for the families of four or five but we that was the stay that our first day was in that tower studio and i think we paid i want to say it was like eight or nine points
1: maybe it
0: was it was cheap
2: ten points maybe at think, the most
0: but i think to like phil's point a if you were if you had a choice between buying boardwalk and buying riviera which you did you chose boardwalk because for the same nine points that you could book a tower studio at riviera that accommodates two You could get a standard view studio at Boardwalk that accommodates five people for the same amount of points. Right. Don't even
3: get me started on the studios that sleep five and the one bedrooms that sleep four. It's a giant. I was just going to
2: say that, yeah. Oh,
0: that's that's a beach club thing, and that annoys me. When we were
1: thinking about buying into Riviera, it was um, strictly just to stay there in the Tower Studios. This was a resale contract, and... I mean I think we thought about it for what a day and really like, no but it was mainly just for the tower studios and that was it and we were you know we were obviously just gonna use the points just for Riviera because you can't use them anywhere else anyway
2: yeah what the points been? are the points are crazy there especially you know when you consider I know a lot of people have complained about the um, quote-unquote preferred view yeah, we have at them. Riviera yeah where you uh, have to pay probably at least what 10 or 15 points more per night
1: to look at a dumpster
2: to look at you know yeah whatever it is a dumpster the side of the beach Um, but I don't know what they were thinking when they decided to to raise the points I know it's a newer resort maybe that was the beginning of paying more but getting less but it was kind of ridiculous to see how much a studio was at this new resort
1: we have that experience with the preferred view at Riviera twice.
2: I think a lot of people have had that experience there. I mean, you, you almost prefer a standard studio there over a preferred view.
1: I just prefer not to stay there.
2: Well, that's not necessarily <laughs> a Riviera problem either. I, mean, I say at Poly,
3: I don't book the water view at Polynesian because water view is now a bungalow view. And the difference between a dumpster view at Bay Lake and
2: a theme park view at Bay Lake is one floor. That's, that's true. it. It's, it's see, one, I, of, one one of my favorite views of all times was the, what's it called at Pauly, is it Lakeview? Mm-hmm.
1: We were on the third level. We were on the third floor, though, so it was perfect.
3: You could see up over the bungalows. You yes. could technically right. have a water view room on the first floor, and all you see is the bike path and the bungalow in front of you, so it, it's a toss And
2: And that was the only thing that we said, if we're going to do this, if we're going to spend the points, we have to make sure we put that request in for a higher floor, because if not, it's not even worth it to me.
0: Yeah, I mean, I know that there are people who do not like the sounds of the the boats. Oh, um, I love them. I I love them, and so for me, I request room three zero three eight in Morea at Polynesian because it is the last room. It is on the third floor. There are no, there are no bungalows directly in front of it, and you just walk down those stairs, that are right side right outside of the room, and you're at the um, TTC in five minutes. So that's my, that's my little tip for if you, if you don't mind the boats, there are people who hate the boats, I could but to I love the sound way. of the boats. That's how I feel like I'm at, at Disney and, and a little, a little behind the scenes for, for everyone. When you go back and listen to the intro of this podcast, you know, Phil asked me like, what are the sounds that really make me think of Disney and the boat horns were one and we had a our our first cut had the boat horns in in it but they're really long and you know we didn't want you all to have to sit through a four minute introduction that was one minute of of boat horn (laughs) it's a little bit of an exaggeration but but it's just for me when i hear that when i hear those horns it's that's nostalgia for me like it's like like i get like a like a dopamine rush or something when i hear the uh the, the boat horn. So, yeah, we're yeah. still so playing Mariah with this new platform, but hold on. I think I can do
3: this. There you go. There's the horn for you. There it is. There it
0: Love is. it. See, and, I, and my I'm my iced coffee. I'll close my eyes. It's just like I'm sitting on the boardwalk.
3: <laughs> so, I was looking this morning. We talk about trying to build the intros and the outros, and, um, The intro that everybody heard when we came into this episode was actually – it's listed as number seven, but that's number seven after we put our voices in it. I think it took like 11 or 12 takes. It was was a long work in progress.
0: Yeah. I I laughed because you would send it and I'd always be like, I love it. And I was always like, yes. And then I'd listen to it a couple more times and I'd be like, but could we just do this? (laughs) And then can we do this? And I did that like 11, like those 11 times like are because I had a very enthusiastic. Yes. That was then followed up by like, but could we just do this? So I'm sorry. It's my, I'm not
3: even sure this is going to be our final take by episode four. It could be completely different because we'll get some (laughs) 1130 stream of consciousness, text message string from Amy about the thing she wants to change.
0: That is, (laughs) that is a thing that happens.
3: All right, so we're coming up on 48 minutes. I think that's probably pretty solid for this first try. So um, how about this? To go out lightning round, okay? So you get a free DVC stay tonight. You have to pick your resort. Where are you going to go, Amy? Beach Club. Kathleen? Boardwalk. Scott? Grand Floridian. I'm going to the Poly. That says a lot right there.
0: That was the most predictable lightning round ever.
3: I I'm, I almost changed my answer. I almost went over to Boardwalk as well, but uh, I haven't been at Polly in a while. I miss it. I've got a little Poly air mist thing going in the office here so I can smell the Poly lobby. And I miss it. All right. Any last words before
2: we try and kick off episode number one, guys?
1: I'm just Don't happy mu- to be here. I'm excited for all this.
2: Yep, me too. I'm happy to be here, excited to be a part of this, and it's funny because if we truly did make that come true right now, we all four would be staying at different resorts tonight. But we'd hang out in the park during the day, and that's what matters.
3: Well, you guys, Absolutely. Would,
1: be, uh, well, you guys would be at Seven Seas. Amy and I would be at Crescent Lake. So
3: That actually sounds that's kind right. of perfect. I'm going to get on the DVC <laughs> site right now and see if they've got a studio available tonight. <laughs> all right, so hopefully everybody... Gives us their feedback on this. I think uh, we're going to figure out how to push this out again. This is a new venture for all of us. I've I, I do a bunch of podcasts, but I've never had to uh, host and upload and do the backside on one. So hopefully, this gets out there pretty quickly. You know, to the people that are on the sites, please give us your feedback. I know, you know, we've all talked amongst ourselves. It's just kind of the four of us on here as regulars, but we really want everyone to be involved. Just like the Clubhouse, this is inclusive. We don't want to be one of those groups that ends up with this little select few and everybody else can go pound sand. One of the coolest things about this whole group from the very beginning is that it has been welcoming and it has been inclusive and everybody has a voice, and we truly hope that this podcast is reflective of that. There's a whole lot of people with a whole lot of experience and knowledge that are a lot of on and we want everyone involved.
0: Absolutely. And with that, everyone, we will DVC real soon. Bye. All right. Have a great Bye
3: week, everyone. And so we come to the end of this chapter.
0: Oh no! Please,
2: can't we go back to page one and do it all over again?
1: Started this thing together, and that's how we're finishing.
3: Because that, my friends, is where the magic lives. Oh,